Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. These guys have been decomposing for years. The Flowerland Garden Show is playing live on News Radio Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. Okay. <laughs> Doug's not with us yet this morning. <laughs> well, you know, I'm looking at the wrong one. That's why. Oh. <laughs> I'm looking at Rick's here over here. So, you listen to the Flowerland Show. But you're not looking at Rick. Rick is missing. Rick is, he's not missing. We know where he is. We're just not telling. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, you're listening to the Flowerland Show. We love to uh, answer your questions that you might have this week and uh, what's happening in your yard and garden. And, uh, you know, there's a ton of things happening. And, you know, first of all, I, I've got to say that uh, where did this summer go? Well, I'm I'm still feeling this summer, okay? Am you know, I- and that's kind of where I'm at now too. You know, it's one of those deals where these are like off weeks because you know the leaves aren't dropping. You know, right. the garden's it's- not ready. You know, that first couple weeks in October, it's kind of like, uh, you know, I don't want to give it up yet. I don't want to give it up. A lot of things to do. Well, and the weather's been so nice. I mean, but it's too I'm early go- to do something. Right. I'm I'm glad we got rain. Don't get me wrong. But the really warm, nice weather. I mean, that was so unusual. It was like an extension of summer. And those are a couple of things we want to talk about today, but we'd love to get you in the show and talk about things. We're seeing some insect things happening that are oh, we're talking about things. spiders all summer long, but you know, now we're starting to talk about some other bugs. Ooh, ooh. I, you know? you, I love that song, I Don't Like Spiders and Snakes, although I do like both. <laughs> That's a weird part. <laughs> you know, we're talking about, uh, and at least the last few weeks, we've been talking about uh, the stress of the drought. Uh, yes. And, and- and we've gotten a little bit of rain. As I say, this has not fixed the problem, people. Well, and, and this has not fixed you know, it. One of the things I want to talk about is, as one of the articles was, it isn't how much we get; it's how we get it and when we get it. Yeah, you know, uh, frequency to get over three inches volume. of rain today is not going to take care of our problem. Correct. You know, it it might look good for the uh, the weather people to say well, we and caught the, up. The but grass will turn plants. green again, but that doesn't mean that the grass isn't under tremendous stress. Yeah. The trees aren't under tremendous stress. And, and, and that's that's another question. You know, we've we've. We kind of held off for feeding the lawn. We're going to have to start we, thinking yeah. about that again. Um, so there's there's a lot of things happening in the, our lawns and what's out there and how can, we can fix these things. But this this is all our thoughts. We but, want other people's thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So give us a call at 774-2424 is our number. And, uh, you know, we just, uh, we're here to answer your calls. We're just... Uh, just here to talk, you know. That's all Concerns. we're here. Concerns. We we are we are the psychologists of the turf. Yeah, <laughs> and of course, here on uh, later on Wood Radio, you're going to hear a big football game. Huge, massive. Huge. It's huge in the big house. It's huge under the lights. <laughs> you know, uh, it doesn't get any better than this. The only thing that would get better is if we had tickets. <laughs> <laughs> so pregame is going to be at six thirty here on Wood thirteen hundred and uh, one hundred six nine FM and. Uh, the game is going to start at 7.30, so um, hopefully they'll squeeze that in before 
And I should have, I should be about half a bottle of tequila in by quarter after eight. <laughs> so I'm going to dial you up about 10 o'clock and find out where. Oh, no, uh, I'll be dialing you up. That's what happens when I drink tequila. <laughs> Only it'll probably be about like two in the morning. Doug, did you see no, the game? <laughs> no, don't call me at two o'clock in the morning. No way. No way. I don't need have that. Have you ever had a friend who did that to you? Like uh, called you in the wee hours of the morning and yeah. I love you, man. <laughs> I don't know about that. At least they're not asking for a ride or something, right? I mean, or money. That's or money. the two things. Oh, that that would be something you would probably. I've do. done bail money before. I'm not ashamed to admit that. I, I look out for my friends. <laughs> yeah. So, um, let's uh, let's take a quick break here, and uh, let's go to our phone lines, and uh, we'll get to you right after the break here. So you're listening to the Flowerland Show here on Wood 1300 109 FM. She said, "I'm going out with my girlfriends." Wood Radio's Flowerland Garden Show is on the air on News Radio Wood 1300 at 106.9 FM. Hey, we're uh, we're back here uh, and just looking out the window here on the ninth floor, and uh, those people that are going northbound on 131 at the S curve, there is a little bit of an are they are they going now or what? Uh, it's a crawl, so uh, just a, a little bit of a traffic alert there that. Uh, the northbound at 131 at the, in the S curve. It looks like there's uh, some fire trucks and stuff. So well, we saw we saw an ambulance, we saw a police car, we saw fire. It's been an exciting morning. Well, the other thing is down here downtown, uh, there's some traffic lights. There's out. traffic so, lights again. Also. You know, be careful down there. So. Uh, let's uh, let's go to work, Christy, and okay. let's go to uh, line one. Let's go to uh, Joanne. Joanne, welcome to the Flowerland Show. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I have a question regarding our maple trees. We park, you know, in the driveway, we leave our vehicles outside, but these crazy trees are dripping sap, and they've been dripping for a while. And I know in the spring they do that, but now they're, they've been dripping, and it just makes a mess. So what what do I need to do? What's going on? I'm, I'm guessing First you're not dripping identify if it's sap. sap. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking you're dripping honeydew. <laughs> yeah, so there might be a little bit more going on than that as well. There there are various insects that will when plants are under stress, like we just had this very dry weather, lots of heat, that are very small insects and they will suck the juices from the plants and then what they secrete um is a byproduct called honeydew and it's it's sticky like syrup. Yeah. Yeah. And then a lot of times if there's a lot of dirt and dust in there, it'll almost turn black. And and so because that's what air sticks to, is right? The sticky, it's the sticky stuff. So what we what we're probably looking at here is more likely an insect issue. We do see a lot of this in the spring when the tender new growth is first on the tree, and then we will see it at this time of year because of extreme stress. Mm-hmm. If if these are huge trees, um, there it's going to be a struggle. I mean, we have some systemic insecticides that'll spray about twenty five feet into the air that you spray on the foliage in the spring, and it helps kill these insects. Um, at this point in the year, it's kind of a revenge thing because those little babies are going to go dormant and go to sleep for the winter and probably in about another four to six weeks. Joanne, are your leaves real green? No, they're starting to turn. Starting to turn, okay. Yeah. So this is going to go away, you know, yeah. once they drop, unless there would be damage. And I don't think that's happening. I think Christy's right as far as the insect thing goes. Uh, you know, you got a healthy tree, the green leaves are green, and they're, the insects come here because that's a good place to eat. And as far as the honeydew on the car, I mean, it's a couple extra car washes, but if you if you address it next spring, mark your calendar uh, for late April, early May when the tree leaves out really good, and then hit it with a systemic insecticide, you'll pretty much eliminate the problem for the season. So they're they're big trees. They're big, big ones. Yeah. Right. Well, the nice Aren't thing they? about a systemic is, is it's absorbed through the leaf tissue and it travels through the plant system. Okay. 
Um, we, and as I said, we do have applicators that hook right to the hose that will spray about 25 feet into the air. So you might have to spray as much of it as you can at that 25-foot level and then let it kind of circulate and do its thing. Okay, because um, they're so big, I might need a helicopter. Oh, oh, well, yeah. right, yeah. At that point, throw a tarp over the car. Well, and that's probably why you realize that there's, yeah, you realize yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of foliage there, and there's because a lot of surface. a lot of activity, Correct. and then that's yeah. So the little okay. ones we don't notice it as much because obviously there's not as much space. So, okay, okay. all right, great. I'm taking my call. Okay, hey, let's uh, let's go to Ionia. Let's go to Frank and Ionia. Frank, welcome to the Flowerland Show. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Good. Good. Uh, I got a question for you. I I have in my yard a rose bush. It's like a climbing rose bush. It's an old one, and I've never really trimmed it or anything. Is that possible to trim that? We'd like to put a trellis over it and have it grow up on the trellis. Sure. But it's, right now, it's one big mess. <laughs> well, that's that's so what happens. It sounds happens. like it needs a haircut. Yeah, that's what happens. A lot of those old climbing roses. My grandparents used to have this awesome yellow one in their backyard. And one year the arbor collapsed because all arbors used to be made of wood instead of that new white poly stuff that doesn't rot. And mm-hmm. basically what it came down to is we had to hack that thing back. I think we took it back to like three or four foot and then put oh. the, put a new arbor on it and then let it grow up and trained it briefly. And then it kind of took off on its own and it looked gorgeous. Okay. Yeah, so that's all I got to do is just trim it back good. Yeah, and what we like to do, Frank, this time of year is we like to keep foliage on plant material until it falls off. Okay, so we're getting into that window of plants starting to shut down. So really, once you once you get into uh, late October, early November, that's a great time to actually prune that plant well, back. And besides that, once the leaves are off, you can see it better, and you can see where to cut and how to get in there, and it's not as... as attacking you and prickly and everything as it is when all the leaves are on it now saying that if yeah, you had this one's very dangerous yeah <laughs> to do it today and you know i mean you just had to get this work done and you want to get this thing going started it probably wouldn't kill the plant by doing it now no. um, we've done a lot of uh, stump pruning uh when it's convenient for us not necessarily the best time for the the plant material but sometimes what you gotta do is you gotta do what you gotta do the other thing to keep in mind for next spring is that roses are heavy heavy feeders so get a good organic rose food like rose tone with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And make sure you're feeding it about every six weeks after we do this so that you regenerate that growth and get it going again. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, well, thank you very much. So maybe that helps. Uh, if somebody okay. wants to pick up Frank's line, uh, give us a call at 774-2424 is our number, and we'd love to be talking to you. You know, one of the things that I see, Christy, out there is we're talking a, a lot about this uh, this drought uh, that we seem to be in. It looks in. like fall at my house. Well, and, and, and that's, that's one of the things I wanted to say is that, uh, you know, um, what is the fall color going to look well, like? Okay. Is it going to be late? We're early? not talking fall color. Mine went brown and dropped off. See, and that's that's what worries me. When you get don't get enough rain and you don't have the cool nights, right. which we don't have, and the sunny afternoons, it's hard to get good color. Right. You know. And so what happens is what you just described. Uh, these leaves say, "I'm done." Well, and I'm in the middle of the woods, so I don't. It's not like I can irrigate every tree on the whole plot of land and i noticed um the the scrubbier trees like sassafras and wild cherry were the first ones 
to turn collar and drop their leaves. Well, and of course, those are the ones that are going to shut down the earlier. And plants actually, um, they're they're pretty smart. You yeah. know, I mean, they can't do math or, or those kind of things. But neither can I. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you. You know, when they know uh, what kind of season they're in and what they have to do to conserve energy to continue to live in the way that they shut down. In some ways, it's, it's the best way is just to get rid of the foliage. You know, right. it's kind of like well, you know the flowers. They do the same thing with that um, when when they go through a season of time and change, and sometimes they just get abort the flowers so well um, and and like i was talking to you before we went on the air um i have never seen my pine trees cast needles through the middle of the tree like they are this year this is just amazing to me this year and i and i noticed that you know with with we're gonna start hearing some calls about uh the the, the evergreens losing their their needles and their foliage and it's you know. super heavy this year compared to the last five and some of it is the wind that we had yep. you know um but uh, you know with some of these long hot days that we had in late September, you know, um, those conditions probably unseen of for these plants. Well, yeah. And, and I wonder how many of our listeners are seeing this right now. You know, I would be interested to hear from some people um, if they're seeing this, if this is what they're experiencing in their own yard. Yeah. So you're starting to see some uh, some fall color, not necessarily color from uh, Mother Nature, but color that's uh, happening because the plant is actually um, conserving energy, um, dropping foliage or changing color, and uh, we're not getting great color only because of that. So uh, we're going to see what happens now. The this- only beauteous color I've spotted is sumac. I, I don't know what it is about sumac, but sumac always performs. There's some gorgeous orange and red sumac out by me right now. Yeah, and, and I see that with uh, uh, some early colors as well. Um, you know, it's it's there, but it's not as, as great right, as it, right. it used to be. So, you know, what is this going to do to some of the plant material that uh, – um, is going to have to go through the winter if we don't get enough rain, you know, at that point. So, um, yeah, these are these are things we're going to have to be looking at. So, um, but let's go to back to the phone line, Casey uh, uh, in Grand Rapids. Let's go to Casey. Casey, welcome to the Flowerland Show. Hello. Hi. 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 You're the one I talked to about the birds can't smell. Oh yeah, I remember that call. Now, how do birds? Have no birds no can't sense. yeah birds the birds don't smell like we smell um, I mean and I don't mean stink I mean they don't they don't inhale odors the way we inhale odors um, a lot of, of of creatures when they inhale they can actually taste odors you know you've you've inhaled a nasty smell and you can almost kind of taste it in your mouth birds don't have that kind of sense of smell well how do they find worms. It, again, they don't have that kind of sense. They actually can sense vibrations in the soil. Just pecking? Well, if you've ever seen a flock, and I use, always use crows as an example because they're the best example. If you have ever seen a flock of crows out in the middle of a field, um, they'll all kind of be walking around, and, and all of a sudden you'll see all of them kind of go down at once and start eating. And it's because they sense that, that movement and vibrations in the soil. But they don't they don't smell food like wild, like a like a... A, you know, like a raccoon or a fox or a wolf. That's just not in their system. They don't need that. So They uh, don't need it. Yep. Well, they got us to feed them anyway. Why yep. do they even need to know yep. where they are? Yep. <laughs> so, uh, you know, another, th- thanks for your phone call, Case. We do appreciate that. Um, one of the questions I, ha- I have for you, Christy, is, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of turf, a lot of lawns yeah. have gone kind of dormant. I see some uh, from all green to all brown yep. and in between. Um, what are we telling uh, people I, right now as far as... If you have kept your lawn irrigated and it's nice and green, feed it. Feed it. It's under stress and, and it wants something that's high in potash, which is your last number. 
So ideally, we would be given something higher in that last number than we've been doing all year long. If you let your lawn go dormant and it went brown, give it some time. We want that grass to green back up because... Putting fertilizer on a lawn that's under that much stress is just going to put it under more stress because it can't use the fertilizer you're giving it anyway. The other problem we're going to do have is that we are going to battle weeds like you will not believe. So really, it would be great to, for us to get out yet this fall and this season and to do as much... I like to do it late. ...recovery as we yes. can. Uh, some of us are going to do more recovery than others. Yep. And uh, yeah, I, stay on the program. Well, and I, I, I fall fertilizing, I always say October 31st, Halloween-ish. If you can get later, like last year, Thanksgiving, I mean, we still had, the ground was still warm. There was no frost in it. The temperatures were still in the 40s. Um, That's ideal for fall fertilizing. So the later in the season, the better, the better results you'll get next spring from your fertilizer. Yeah, and when I'm looking at long-term forecasts, October looks like it's going to be great. Gorgeous. uh, You know, to to come back. So Um, let's go back to the phone line. Let's go to line two. Harriet, Harriet, welcome to the Flowerland Show. Harriet. You there? Nope. Going once, going twice. Put her back on hold. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's uh, let's go to line uh, line one in Granville. Bernice, welcome to the Flowerland Show. Yes, this is Beatrice. Oh, Beatrice, Beatrice sorry. Thank you. Oh, okay. I have three hibiscus plants, and how do you care for them in the fall time? Do you cut them back? Do you leave them? Are these are these in the ground? Yes. Are they the kind that die back every year, or are they woody kind? Well, I I'm not sure if they die back because I've always cut them down. Big oh. flowers, nice big flowers. Yeah. Like okay. Two, like eight to ten inches. Yeah, those are those are herbace, herbaceous. I can't talk today. Those are the herbaceous type, and they will die back on their own. You don't have to cut them down. Oh, okay. Now some people will cut them down so they can leave an inch or two of stubble above the ground, so they yeah. know where they're at, because they're yeah. kind of late out of the gate in the summer, in the springtime. Yeah. But yeah, you don't have to cut them back. They will go. They the frost will come. They'll freeze. They'll die back all by themselves. What I would do is what you've been doing all the time. As long as you've been successful. If it hasn't, uh, yeah. Ain't broke, don't fix. Correct. And and what I like to do is just uh, prune my back a little bit and then do a hard prune in the spring. So okay, well that's kind of what I did. I went. uh, I googled it and they said to cut them, uh, to leave them. And this one is really quite big and. I really, it's kind of ugly in the wintertime. Right, yeah, right. It yeah, just, it and that's looks... why another reason a lot of people will cut them back and just leave a little stubble. We get okay. a couple of frosts, and then they turn gold, and then they just they drop their then, Yeah, they look like <laughs> stems, and um, it's probably a good idea just to bring them back. And the other thing is a, a good mulch is not a bad idea, too, you know? Yeah. Um, get some heavy, uh, some kind of uh, bark material on top of it just to give that root a little insulation. Insulation, yeah. yeah. Okay. So. All right. Thank you very Great. much. Thank you. You bet. You're listening to the Flowerland Show here on Wood Radio, 1300 FM. Give us a call. We're going to be going to the news here in a minute. Um, but, uh, yeah, we we just want to... I want to talk to people. I want to find out what they're seeing. I, I feel really lonely and only right now because I'm, I'm thinking mine are the only plants that are freaking out right now. Just a reminder that uh, Michigan football is coming up from the big house later tonight. Pre-game at 6.30, game at 7.30. And, uh, you and Doug's right phone here. call at 2 a.m. No. <laughs> if you plant it, mow it, or grow it, they know it. Now, more of Rick, Doug, and Christy and the Flowerland Garden Show on Wood Radio. Okay, we're back. Are we? Yep. 
traffic update. Looks like 131 is open again. That's your eye in the sky report from up here on the ninth floor? The S-curve is open. We don't know about the rest of the highway, but the S-curve's back open. Well, the fire trucks are off it, so, you know. Well, then all the excitement's over. Once the fire trucks leave, it's done. (laughs) (laughs) They do kind of stop traffic, don't they? Well, it's all the big flashing lights and the sirens, I think. get your attention. (laughs) Supposed to, anyway. I actually looked up for my texting. I'm joking. I don't text when I drive. I don't text when I drive. That was a joke. (laughs) Hey, welcome to the Flowerland Show here on... uh... Saturday morning. Figure what? It is Saturday. Where, where are we, you know? <laughs> Doug doesn't know News what day Radio it is. News Radio 1300-1069-FM. And uh, hey, you know, I don't know. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But you, but, oh, I'm going to your party tonight, ain't I? It's at your house. Sure. I think yeah, you somehow it ended up at, out of the bag. It ended up at my house. I'm not really sure how it happened this year. But I got, I've got buffalo wings. Because I got it was your turn. No, I think I got it by default. You know, if you if you rip your house apart and start painting it, nobody wants to come over and watch a football game. So this is what you do during the uh, autumn and the uh, football season is you yeah. have under construction sign out. And- you try to do that because otherwise every football party ends up at your house. <laughs> Whoever's got the biggest TV gets the party. <laughs> oh, that's the problem. Yeah. TV that's working, huh? Yeah, well, no. I, I love the, and, and I'm going down the road here, but well, I love those new 4K TVs. If, if I'm you don't have one. that TV and you do have radio, you can you hear can it You can listen here. to it, yeah. Yep. 6.30 is pregame and 7.30 is uh, game time and yeah. Or if you need a place to watch it, you can go join uh, Big Drew from ESPN 961 at Big E Sports Grill tonight. Well, that wow. sounds like fun. Oh, maybe I can divert everybody over there and they won't have to come into yeah, my house. Yeah, yeah. send them all to Big Drew. There we go. They'll appreciate it. <laughs> Okay, well, hey, let's go back to work, Christy. Let's uh, right. let's take a call here. Let's go to on line one. Brian, Brian, welcome to the Flowerland Show. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Uh, question about dethatching my lawn versus mulching it when I mow. And the story is, a little earlier this summer, I'm dethatching my lawn, and I got the machine going, and I'm raking up these big piles of thatch. I'm so proud of myself. And then the next week, I'm mowing my lawn, mulching it, and I'm thinking, hey, wait a minute, I'm just undoing everything I did. No, you're so, not. <laughs> so what's the balance there? Okay. And then I guess the second part, like now with the leaves on the lawn, should we be mulching that in too? Yeah, okay. Great There's, timing. There is a difference between thatch and clippings. Thatch, okay. thatch is like your grass rejecting and throwing stuff off. It's basically like we shed skin. Grass okay. grass throws thatch, and thatch builds up and gets thick and compacted, and it keeps our water and our insecticides and everything from penetrating the soil. Clippings, because we're actually, it's like getting your hair cut, clippings will actually break down and become beneficial organic matter in the soil. Okay. So, so they're apples and oranges. We recommend, in fact, we've actually got away from recommending dethatching unless you're renovating a really old lawn. Um, we've actually gotten away from recommending dethatching and gone to core aerating over over dethatching because core oh, okay. aerating helps open up that soil, helps clear the area. But most people who have a healthy lawn, who mow on a regular schedule, don't take more than a third to maybe a half the blade each time they mow, will not have a thatch issue or even a clipping buildup issue. 
Okay, that's good to know. And it's really beneficial. There's water in those clippings. There's fertilizer in those clippings from what you put on the soil. Um, as far as the leaves go, yeah, while the leaves are light and we don't have a ton of them, by all means, mow them in and mulch them in because that's a carbon and we need carbon, oxygen, and greens to make organic matter. And so then you got a third of your equation right there. Okay, that's so, good to know. Yeah, it's a good thing. When the leaves get thick, then we, we don't want to mulch them in anymore. Um, when we start getting an inch or, an inch or two of, of leaves down, we don't want to mulch them anymore because then it gets too thick and too nasty. Two point, you got to pick right. them up. Yeah, yeah, that, eventually. yeah. But the core aeration, that's a great thing. To, and you uh, can do that spring or fall. Core aeration is really beneficial, especially to people with heavy loam or clay, but even people with sand will benefit from core aeration once a year. Especially like myself that hasn't done it for quite a while. Correct. Probably a good Correct. idea, to, even though you're in sand. You yep. know, it's probably a good idea. So are you seeing a little uh, spottiness in your yard? Is that what you're worried about or... Just want to make it I'm as not. healthy. I just, okay. I just yeah. thought of it while I was mowing. Okay. I'm like, no. I'm this stuff down after I just cleared all this stuff out. No, as long as, as long as you stay on a regular schedule, and like I said, you're not taking more than a third of the half a blade, that'll break down and just become really good organic matter that'll, that'll help you reserve a lot of water and nutrients. Great. Yeah. Well, great. Thanks, thanks, Brian. Thanks for your call. I think we got to go to line four. I think this is a uh, Christy call here. Uh-oh. Uh, Dan, Dan and... Uh, yeah, hello. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Flowerland Show. Well, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'm going to talk to Christy about texting and driving. I thought you it's might. Ma- yeah, it's simple mathematics. See, texting and driving is actually safer than driving and not texting because mathematics, they say 25% of the accidents are caused by people texting and driving. So the other 75 oh, are caused no. by other people? The other 75 is not. Let, let, me ask you, let me ask you, Dan, is it the same theory as of only sick people take pills, so if I quit taking pills, I won't be sick? That there's uh, a chance of that too. Oh <laughs> boy, you too. And, and I just want to say again, it was a joke, people. I do not text and drive. I'm not those people. <laughs> well, thanks, Dan. I yell at those people, but I'm not those people. Yeah, yeah, boy. All kinds of trouble there. So I like that. Dan's right. If yeah. only. <laughs> Let's go to line two. Stan in Grand Rapids. Stan, welcome to the Flowerland Show. I got a problem with grubs. Uh, I've been watering and watering and watering, and now I've decided that skunks came in and chewed everything up. And uh, now, so, but in in July, I put down milky spore. Okay, let me let me say two things. Milky spore, for people who don't know, is an awesome organic grub control. It's a living organism that attaches itself to the grub and uses the grub as a host, and that's how it kills them. That being said. Milky spore takes two years to have 100% effect. So in the first year, you're only going to get about 25 to 30% effect on them grubs. Okay. And then, and, and if you use the bagged form, you have to put it on two to three times a year to get that effect. So if you put an application on July, you should be putting an application on in October also. So what do I do with my lawn in the meantime? Okay, here's the part that gets a little scary. If we kill off the grubs with a chemical compound, the milky spore will die because it has nothing to live on. Yeah. I know, and that's that's the that's the catch-22 of using organic grub controls is sometimes we have to kind of suffer through the initial buildup of it because right now I could tell you to put Dilox down and it would kill your grubs Starts working that's 24 the source hours. of food. And that's, but that's the source of food for your milky spore, and your little milky spores will shrivel up and die. Yeah. I know. I know. I'm sorry. That's the catch-22 of it. I, I, it you really have to, to kind of hang in there, suffer through a little bit. Um, like I said, an October application is due. 
and this would be the time to put your next apple. If you're using the bag product, if you're using the canisters, you don't have to worry about it. But if you're using canister. the canister, okay, the canister, you don't have to worry about it. You're just biding your time till that can build up. And actually, I hate to say this, but the more grubs you have, the better you are because the milky spore can reproduce faster. So my lawn is dead, and that's good. Well, it, it's not necessarily dead. Um, well, I peeled off the top inch. I mean, there's nothing oh, there. It's oh, just, yeah. Um, you may be a candidate for reseeding, and right now is a prime window for that. <laughs> okay. So if I just reseed, don't put down grub X or... No, because, you'll ki- again, you're going to kill off the source for the milky spore. We don't want to do that. Let's reseed. we got warm soil. Try to get something that's a little bit heavier rye fescue mix, because those come up fast. Uh, bluegrass has still got a lot of potential because it comes up in about three weeks. We've still got a good window for that. But let's get that grass seed down now that we're getting some moisture, get it watered, get the grass going, going into fall. It's an excellent time to seed. And then that way you'll have good grass next spring, and we'll go from there. Okay. Okay. That's what I'll do then. Sounds but good. Unfortunately, the skunks make a lot of mess. I know. and that's that's. But that you, I, I hate to say this, but that's a sign that he has a tremendous amount of grubs because skunks will go to the highest available food source. Or there's no other food source around. Right. So. Well, I'm, I find it hard to believe that in an entire neighborhood they can't find a couple more grubs. Well, let me tell you, well, the, the damage I see at the Wyoming Flower Land, uh, the I know. skunk damage is really bad. It's just a little, you know, I know. three foot wide uh, turf. It's because so. we water heavily. And we take good care of it, and then the bugs like it, and if the bugs like it, then the skunks like it. But I, I think you make a good point as far as the grass seed goes. I think now is is going to be well. We're the in weather awesome looks window. good. Uh, we're we're past uh, that super heat. It looks like, and so uh, you know, as far as rebuilding, reestablishing that lawn. Well, and if you go out, the soil is still extremely warm. If you dig down in the dirt a couple inches, that but soil it's also is, dry. Is right, and that's why I said we got to make sure we get the water on it. I I seeded. It'll be three weeks ago. Um, tomorrow, I seeded a, a large area of turf. I've got grass up everywhere, but I water it on a regular basis, and it's gorgeous. It's coming in nice and thick and green and beautiful. So there's still is time. Uh, I know we're in October, but there's still time to Rise and fescues will come up in 10 to 14 days, no problem. So if some of you are out there with little spots or you got the skunk problem uh, with a little turf damage, uh, yeah, we still have time to yep. do that. And again, if... If we get what they're saying as far as the uh, natural rain, uh, that helps us well, a little a, bit. A little pen well, mulch so. over top of the seed to help hold the moisture around it or a little clean straw and you're good to go. And where can you get that at? Flowerland. Flowerland. Good. We know what we're doing. <laughs> sure. Let's go to uh, the back to the phone. Give us a call at 774-2424 uh, is our number. And uh, we'd like to hear hear from you. But uh, let's go back to the phone lines. Let's go to line one. Joanne, welcome to the Flowerland Show. Hi. Hi. Um, we were just listening about the thatch and everything, and my husband has a question. He, he wants to know how you tell the difference between thatch or if the grass is just dead. If, if oh, if the gra- that's a little bit tough one. Thatch can sometimes <laughs> still be attached to the base of the plant. Uh, you know, the, the, a grass plant has a crown where all the little blades come out at the ground surface. Mm-hmm. And sometimes thatch will actually, you will rake and the little dead stuff will stay there because it's still attached to the grass plant. That's thatch. Dead is dead. <laughs> when you rake it off, you'll have just like little stubble, like beard stubble on the ground because the whole top blade will break off and come away from it. Okay. Sometimes you'll rake and they'll just be big dead patches. That means it's been dead for a while and the grass roots have disintegrated. And the okay. the, the, the problem is de- some dead's good, not all too right. much if, is not good. Well, if, if you rake and a little bit of the top comes off, it's like shedding hairs. It's not a big deal. But if you rake and there's bare dirt, dead is dead. <laughs> Elvis left the building. Okay, um, I hope he heard all that. <laughs> okay. If not, he'll have to call, right? Yeah, you have to call himself. You bet. <laughs> you bet. You're not going to do the second call, right? 
<laughs> She's gone. Hey, um, you know, one of the things that uh, you're going you're to push you right off. Come on, come on. Okay. Well, hey, uh, you're listening to the Flowerland Show, and uh, we'd like to hear from you. This We're not in the second hour yet, are yeah, we? Yeah, we are going to go into the second hour. We're no, good. it's too early. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So uh, give us a call. 774-2424 is our number at uh, Wood Radio 1300 and 106.9 FM. And uh, let's go to a break, and uh, we'll come back with more of your calls. The Flowerland Garden Show on Wood Radio. Quit texting. I'm not. I'm not driving. I can text if I want to. I can text and talk at the same time. Woo! Some people can apparently after you honked the horn yeah, at some lady I had yesterday. Yeah, a little road rage incident yesterday. And Does that surprise any of us? <laughs> some people maybe. Yesterday. <laughs> Yesterday. And the day before, and the Just day before. Don't drink a pina colada while te- texting well, I, and driving. I'm, I'm sensing yeah, a theme here. Too. I'm sensing an alcohol-related theme here. Mas tequila. <laughs> yeah. And if you're not doing anything tonight, go to Christy's house because the football game's at hers. Oh, no. We're going to go over to the ESPN party. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Big E's. Big E's. <laughs> On the East Belt Line. Oh, okay. It's Thank a new you. location. Cool. We know where John's going to be hanging out tonight. <laughs> Standing room only. Yeah, what game is that, John? It's the Michigan, Michigan game. Michigan State. It's the Michigan game. <laughs> it's the Michigan game. Oh, you're killing us. I have to do this before Rick gets here because, you know, I won't get a word in edgewise once he's here. <laughs> okay. It's okay. We're all all right. Yeah, yeah. Just a reminder, 630. Anybody but game. Ohio. <laughs> 7.30 game time, under the lights in the big house. So let's go to uh, line one. Don and Byron Center, welcome to the Flowerland Show. Thank you. Um, uh, we have, I have um, an old, old plant from my mother's days. That, uh, lilies, the, plow, the flowers were pink, uh, kind of a pink orange. Orange, I guess it would be better color. Okay. And they're, they, this, they're from... Some lilies from 80 years ago that I can remember. Okay, so cool. lilies? I, I call them lilies. I don't know much about flowers. And okay. I don't have anybody else knows what they are, really. But they get a long stem, just like the beautiful lilies you buy for Christmas lilies and so on. Yep. Okay. And uh, they've... Um, uh, it seems like I can't, the plants, just the leaves, the li- yeah, the leaves, uh, they get very weak and they lay, hang over the pot and they don't, uh, I can't seem to get any life and much life in the plant no do you, more. Do you have an amaryllis by any chance? Is that what we're talking about? Big strappy oh, leaves, big, huge, wide, strappy looking leaves? Right. Okay. We're talking about an amaryllis here. They're amaryllis. Yeah. Oh, my and, goodness. Okay, I didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> okay, and, and they're very popular at Christmas time. Um, in fact, Flowerland sells these cute little box sets. I've had one from a box set for probably seven or eight years. Amaryllis do need a resting time. They do need to rest. <laughs> how, do you, how do you rest them then? Well, once they're done flowering and the leaves start to dry, die back, you, you reduce the amount of water and sunlight they're going to get, and you let them rest for a little while. Um, I, I put mine, this sounds really stupid, I put mine in a back 
bedroom. <laughs> I, I thought the, maybe you put it in a drawer no, or something. No, no. <laughs> I, I live in the edge of the woods, so I put it in the back bedroom window, and it gets very filtered northern light, not very bright. It's a cool room because I don't keep the heat register open. I just keep it just enough water to keep the soil from drying out and keep the bulb from shriveling up. But it needs to rest. In the, during the spring and summer, I put that baby out on the porch and uh, let the sunlight feed those leaves and strengthen that bulb. But yeah, they they do need to go through a resting period. I think Otherwise, it's the key moving that thing around a little bit. Right. Otherwise, the problem is is you get you either get leaves and no flowers, or you get really weak leaves that look kind of pale and they flop all over the place. Well, there there are very weak leaves on these here, but these there's uh, many bulbs in the pot. I mean, this is a... okay. We might we might have to take some of those bulblets off and make them new plants because those little bulblets are feeding on the main bulb and will eventually. Take the energy. Take the energy away from it. Oh, okay. So what we can do is take that nice main big bulb and snap a lot of those little bulblets out. Some of those will be viable. Some won't. But if you want to repot them and take a chance, go ahead. But keep that main big bulb and replant that in some fresh soil. Okay. I I don't know whether we're on. Well, I I shouldn't say this. This is a, a pink or orange looking okay. flower. All right. Is that is amaryllis come in multiple colors, including one that's red and white called candy cane? Would that be possible that this way back? I mean, this is my mother had that eighty years ago. Yeah, amaryllis amaryllis are a very long lived, very strong bulb, and that's why they're so popular. As and as we talked about, um, we saw them as a boxed set Christmas thing at Christmas time, where you can start one. It I but, always. It's kind of one of those really cool things that doesn't require a ton of effort to grow. <laughs> but it's really cool to be able to pass something from generation right, right. to generation. Right, right. And the amaryllis I have right now is grandma's. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, but, yeah. Think about it. Come in at Christmas time. Get your own start to pass the plant Yeah, down. and otherwise, if you've got, if you've got one of the older ones. It's better ones, than a fruitcake. Oh, no. Fruitcake <laughs> is forever. Cockroaches, Twinkies, and fruitcakes. That's the only well, thing that's going to survive. <laughs> we got to quickly go to uh, line two here, Don. He's got some mystery stuff he wants to talk about. Hello, Don. You- yeah, Hello. Hello. Uh, Welcome to yeah, the Flowerland yeah, Show. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I listen continually. Good. Uh, uh, um, it's a more of a curiosity thing, but my son shared a YouTube video with, video with me, and there was a guy that had a great big mound in his yard, and he was jumping up and down on it like a trampoline. And the rest of his lawn was fine. He had a beautiful lawn, but here this thing was huge. He started stabbing at it with a prod, and some little holes came and a little bit of water. All of a sudden, he stabbed that sucker, and he was walking around on it like a trampoline. He stabbed it, and water came out of there like a fire hydrant. I wondered if you could explain that to me. What does Sam Hill Where? Happen? What part of the country was this in? Do you know? Oh, no. Okay. I, I wish I did. It was on that YouTube video. But there's, really all right, me. there's large, in, in, in the south, and especially in, this, in the, the deep south, you will get large pockets of fungal growth. They're actually like, I hate to use the term mushrooms because they're not really mushrooms. but it's like I a, like mushrooms. But it's, I hate mushrooms. I know. It's like a giant fungal growth and it takes on fluid inside of it Mm -hmm. and they're very rubbery and very pliable and these things can get like manhole cover size or slightly bigger and 
that's what they are. It, it's a fluid buildup inside of a fungal growth, very common down south. We don't usually see anything like that up here. We see little puffballs. Got to have a host. Things. You got to have yeah. a weather condition. Yep. 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 And we don't usually have that those weather conditions long enough, and the, and the humidity levels long enough to have that host develop. But if I had to ask, without, or I have to guess, without seeing the video, I would I would lean towards that because that's what it sounds like. Yep. So. Hey, uh, one of the things you had mentioned, uh, uh, you're getting a lot of leaf drop. Mm-hmm. Um, no color, green to brown and down. Right, right. And uh, you said some evergreens, and I just want to make you know people aware that's going to start happening now too. We're going to yep. start to see some some of those evergreens. We call them evergreens, but they, they aren't. Do, they do shed, <laughs> and uh, it's not. Yeah, and if, and if it's if it's, if it's needles through the middle of the tree, especially through the middle of the tree. Have no concern whatsoever. That is a perfectly natural occurrence with red pine, white pine, that type of thing. If you're getting some yellowing out at the tips. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. That's a little bit of stress, but I always say less than 25% of the tree affected. Forget about it. Um, Water's a big thing going into fall. Again, it's a big tree, but they still like water. Well, and that's a good point. You know, uh, even these trees that the earlier caller called yep. and said it was just huge. Yep. You had to do a helicopter. These plants still need the moisture. They want moisture. Uh, and it doesn't matter if it's a deciduous plant or an evergreen. And and, and again, um, to cut it off at the pass, <laughs> yes, trees grow fine out in the forest without us watering them. But trees out in the forest also have six to eight inches of rotted leaf material around the base. Level. And a lot of ours, <laughs> we put uh, two inches of bark or we put this thing called grass. grass around. All the way up to the trunk. Yeah. yeah. And it competes for the water. And you know, if you think of the grass, the turf goes under stress first. What is the plant material behind yeah. that? So, yeah, um, yeah we're, we're going to talk more about this uh, in the probably the next session, but the next week's coming up. Oh, yeah, because we're going to keep seeing this. We're gonna, I mean, this this little bit of rain we had isn't going to fix everything. So. But, uh, yeah, hey. Uh, hey, first hour in the book. It looks like John is going to wind things up. Give us a call and uh, the Flowerland Show in 774-2424 is our number. We'd like to hear from you the second hour. You're listening to the Flowerland Show on News Radio Wood, 1300 1069 FM. These guys have been decomposing for years. The Flowerland Garden Show is playing live on News Radio Wood, 1300 and 1069 FM. And good morning, my friends. It's the Flowerland Show, your Saturday morning. Thank you very much for joining us here on the second hour of the Flowerland Show. Rick, Doug, Christie, left to right across your radio dial. Doug, Christie, thanks for letting me run in the runway, the inaugural runway run this First morning. one. The first one. Congratulations. Now that's, that's a weird feeling running out on the tarmac there at the gerald ford airport i've done it they don't they don't smile and wave at me when i did it though <laughs> there was a lot of security there christy and by the way you weren't supposed to be out there was there a lot of day. bells and whistles and people screaming and waving guns i i ran out of one of those tunnels and and you run up yeah and you run up on the tarmac and i heard some security people there doug going 
Uh, we have a situation. We just heard about somebody texting and driving. <laughs> <laughs> I do not text and drive. It was a joke. Seven seven four twenty four twenty four. Our number here on the Flowerland Show. Thanks for that intro music. You know, I, uh, I John, I get on this. I get on this this show and I talk about playing around with guns and consuming alcohol while riding a lawnmower. Nobody calls. I say one joke about texting and driving, and OMG, <laughs> you are you are naughty. <laughs> Anyhow, thanks for the uh, the bump music there, John. Uh, sad week for me this week. You guys know yeah. I'm, I'm a huge Tom Fe- uh, Petty fan. It's been a sad week for other people because Hugh Hefner died. <laughs> I, I, Rick comes over to my office. He was in mourning. Yeah. Got, got some bad news. Well, well Ra- <laughs> Ralphie May died too, so you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, we didn't know. We thought Tom Petty was dead before he was actually <laughs> yeah. dead. Oh, come on. <laughs> he looked like it. Come on. <laughs> That is, uh, that is classic. He was actually performing last week, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've gone to some of his concerts, classic rock and roll. And, of course, Tom Petty uh, became big when, uh, Doug, you and I were in high school in the that 70s. That was a long time ago. Now, he, he dropped out of high school. And here's an interesting thing. University of Florida, uh, I believe, at their football game today, are going to remember Tom Petty because... Uh, Tom Petty was a groundskeeper there he when he there. dropped yeah. out of a, a, yeah. a high school, I believe, uh, trying to get by before he moved to Southern California and started his rock and roll career. You so. realize that 10 years from now, music that was recorded 20 years back will be called classic rock. You realize that happens with every... Well, it's, it's <laughs> already classic. And then Tom Petty will be oldies music. <laughs> Love Tom Petty. So I got all my CDs out this week and have been listening to them. 774-2424, our number here on the Flowerland Show, was in Seattle last week. Beautiful in Seattle. Anybody who loves plants. Doug, you were uh, on the West Coast too. Yeah, I was in Portland, so uh, we were doing the West Coast thing. So yeah, just you- the, the plant makeup, the uh, the palette of plants, so much different than West Michigan. Yes. And I wouldn't give up West Michigan at all just because of our fall colors. But, you know, there's so many conifers out there. But just so many different forms and colors of conifers. Oh, it's so. just beautiful. Well, and, of course, with that climate, they can grow just about anything. You know, went in up to the uh, – Doug, you and I have gone up there before the, uh, the Queen Anne neighborhood. Mm. And some of those homes uh, in their landscape, they have, uh, like, Chinese fan palm. Yeah. You'll see that there. Yeah, uh, because of the climate that they have in Seattle, they so grow giant slugs there too. Yeah, they do. But it rains. <laughs> it rains and it's depressing, and they have giant slugs. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> when, I, when I was there last week, they said, "Well, the rain's going to start on Monday, and it won't end till July." <laughs> I would love to live in Seattle, and and it's a horticulturist dream. Yes. A little cloudy from October to April. A little if you cloudy. Can get to, you know, you don't get the snow that you get here in Exactly. Michigan. You don't but, get snow. But when they do get it, it shuts the city oh, yeah. down. So. Yeah, they get one yeah. inch of snow. But, Doug, you know the hills there. I mean, you, you know, couldn't steep, yeah. steep hills. Seven, Some don't seven, have guardrails. Right, right. 774-2424, our number here on the Flowerland Show. Before we go to the phone lines here, we want to mention that there have been a lot of comments via social media this past week as it regards to stink bugs. Stink bugs. And uh, interestingly enough, some people have it really, really bad. And some people are like, what are you talking about? This is a shield-shaped brown, they call it brown, marmorated stink bug. Marmorated meaning marbled. Uh, And it's a stink bug that 
has an inclination to enter your home at this time of the year. Uh, just like box elder bugs, they'll congregate on the left, or rather on the south wall of the house. The left. The left, yeah. <laughs> on the, the left. South on wall. the left, on the left. <laughs> you know, I was... <laughs> and he's talking with his right hand, so I don't get that. Hang on a minute. We, yeah. so, so this morning I, yeah. I ran the runway run at the Gerald Ford Airport. And there's a lot of security out there, and the whole time they're going right, right, because yeah. if you go outside the cones, you get tackled. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to stay on the course, anyhow. So the stink bugs, uh, very, very bad smelling. If you were to grab one or disturb it, crush it, the smell is awful. The smell has been, well, people say that it, it smells like a combination of pungent onions, garlic cilantro and skunk with a what a combination with a dash of citrus with a dash <laughs> a serious bug too because the problem that it's causing is cat facing for tomatoes and other fruit where possibly it doesn't ruin the fruit but for marketability it certainly does so a real uh, a real concern brown marmorated stink bugs do you have some trying to move into your home Keep that vacuum well, cleaner they, handy. They are trying to move in because they want to get you know protection for winter, and they know it's coming. And I've seen those yeah. in our in our stores. So if you you're right, you got those sunny side, and that's where you were going sunny side. So the south or the west exposure. Look for uh, both those uh, box elder bugs or stink bugs. Entry points, and especially you know what stink bugs love. They love those air conditioners that sit in a window. Oh, lots of openings there. Oh, boy. Yeah. They, they, so do box elder books. I, I utilized Google. Um, Seattle averages 155 days of rainfall a year. That means about 45% of the year. But it only rains for a couple minutes, right? Nip, so, say. So then, 155 <laughs> so days Christy, a year. Christy, so you get 200 days of sun. I can live with that. That's nice. I thought there was right. 365 days in a year. <laughs> what a beautiful thing. <laughs> you lost 10 days somewhere. 2424, our number here on the Flowerland Show. Let's talk to Mike in White Cloud. Mike, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Good morning. Good morning, Mike. What's up? I have a small cabin house up in White Cloud, and it's out in the woods in some fairly sandy uh, soil. And in the spring, I get a infestation of flies um, that come up that appear to come up out of the yard sure uh, I can actually stand in the yard and hear what looks it sounds like a motor running in my yard mm. there are so many flies sitting in the in the grass mm. uh, and then they congregate on the siding uh, sure. around the windows and they find ways in they're warming themselves yeah yeah and I'm wondering um, cause I don't have this in my house uh, in Jenison. So I'm wondering if there's something I can do to the yard in the fall that would, I'm assuming they're laying eggs in the yard and they're coming mm -hmm. up in the spring. Is there something I can do that would kill them in the yard in the fall? My, so they're not there in the spring. My guess would be I would try some sort of granular control. I don't know how effective it's going to be, Christy. The the old standby is seven. Right. Annuals, well, right? enjoy it while you can. Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's going off the That's market. That's going to go off the market by the end of next year. Um, I, I I guess if you if you feel the need to treat, I personally I don't know how well a a soil insecticide is going to work for you. I would be more inclined to wait till next spring and treat with malathion. 
Malathion okay. is excellent against flying insects. You can spray it out over the turf. I mean, they use malathion on vegetables, that type of thing, too. But you can spray it out over the grassy area. You can spray it on the side of the house. And that will actually give you contact kill as the, on the insects that have emerged. The problem with doing soil insecticides is it's all a timing thing. So unless, mm-hmm. you, unless you've had what this thing you're calling a fly positively identified, we don't know when it's in its larval stage. And that's the only time you can kill it with a soil insecticide is when it's a little larvae. Correct. Oh. So we okay. we probably have to have you catch a couple of them and bring them in to look at and then say, hey, yeah, that's what this is. Or I would wait and just use the liquid spray next spring. Can you identify okay. the area where you see them? I mean, is that something you could apply? Sounds like it's the whole yard, though. Yeah, it's really my, it's it's the entire yard. Yeah, okay. see, that's. I've got a lot of, like, prairie grasses around the yard area. I keep a section of it mowed. Hmm. Sure, uh, so and it's probably not like a re- it's not like regular grass. It's sure, more, right, uh, right. Wi- it's more wild, and probably leaf litter in the area. Also, all of those things <laughs> yep. that uh, yep. that Contribute. add to the mix. Yeah, thanks for your call. Appreciate it. We've got to take a break here on the Flowerland Show for folks on hold from Grand Rapids to Hudsonville to Fruitport. Hang on, we're going to give you a good swift kick in the plants here momentarily on the Flowerland Show. Keep those calls coming. Our number is 616-774-2424. It's the Flowerland Show on your Saturday morning. Stay tuned. Wood Radio's Flowerland Garden Show is on the air on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. You, my friend, are in for a root awakening. It's the Flowerland Show. Thank you, my entrepreneur friends. Crank that up there a minute, John. Tom Petty. Tribute to John. Tom Petty. Tom. This, uh, Tom Petty. <laughs> this, uh, this song right here is one of my all-time favorites of Tom Petty. You Wreck Me is what it's called. Love this song. 774-24. Our number here on the Flowerland Show. Was that our uh, studio number or was that my cell number? Nope, you I got it right. I don't know. <laughs> I got it right? Okay. Did I tell you there was a party at Christie's house tonight? Shh, you're not supposed to be telling people. You know, I was driving, in, not true. I was driving in from the airport, <laughs> and I heard you talking about that. Yeah, we're all invited. And I told you, we're going someplace else now. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Let me post her address here on Facebook. <laughs> like you know my address. Come on. 774-2424, our number on the Flowerland Show. Let's talk to Kelly in Fruitport next. Kelly, good morning. You are on the Flowerland Show. Hi, this is Kelly Johnson. I was wondering, when is now the best time to put the Scott's Moss Killer on? Well, you can put down Halts, which is uh, a Scott's Crabgrass Killer, uh, in September because that's when moss throws their spores. It's a little late for that, probably, Christy, as far as Scott's Moss Killer is concerned. I don't see why that... Won't work? No, you can still put down... Or is down, it getting too cold? No, you can... No, the soil is still warm, so moss is still active. A lot of people haven't been experiencing a lot of moss issues because of the dryness we've had. But by killing off as much moss as possible, um, you'll give the grass a chance to kind of reestablish itself this fall. But as Rick said, it threw spores in September. So you're probably going to see a little bit come back next year again. Okay, what's the active ingredient in that? Halt, pendimethalin. 
Okay, and can you buy that just separate? Yes, you can. Yes. We sell it at Flowerland. We have it at this time of year, in fact, for people who were doing the spore treatments in September. Okay. Yeah, read the label directions carefully on the bag, and then the active ingredient in the moss killer would be ferrous sulfate, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. And one other real quick question. I read on the back of my peat moss bag, it says that you can spread it over across lawns. Yep. Yes. Is that good? No more than an inch at a time, though. So put down about an inch layer, rake it into the grass, and let it rot all winter long. Okay, sounds good. Oh, thank you very much. Do it on a windy day. Yep. No, don't do it on a windy day. You'll be wearing it. <laughs> You'll be, I'll tell you what. I've it's done, a lot of fun. I've done it. You'll look like yeah, the swamp too. thing by the time you're done. No, it goes a lot further. You know, yeah. I don't throw it as hard. Okay. It, it's easy to spread, but I'll tell you what, you're blowing peat moss out of your <laughs> nose for two days afterwards. Thanks I don't for mind sharing that. that. Oh, you're welcome. Let's talk to Ken in Grand Rapids. Ken, good morning. You are on the Flowerland Show. Good morning, folks. Good morning. Boy, the, the way you described the stink bugs made me want to stop in an Italian restaurant and get something to eat. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> they sound good, don't they? Garlic, garlic onions, a twist of citrus, a smelly socks, and skunk. That combination, yes. All right, a couple questions. That's my high school cafeteria. <laughs> <laughs> I... Uh, Live in a township where I like it, but I n- didn't pay that water bill all summer long. So mm-hmm. my grass kind of dried out. Um, the leaves are there. Usually when I mulch, I drop it down a notch. The question is, you know, with the way it's been, should I wait then until it starts greening up a little? Or can I do it this weekend if there's a chance? To, uh, to mulch leaves? Yeah, but when I, I drop it down a setting, when I mulch in my yard. Yeah, I don't, I don't see a problem with that. Again, we don't want to scalp the lawn. We don't want to drop it down to the bottom height yet. We don't do that until November. The, the grass is still photosynthesizing, but to drop it down a notch, not a problem. You, you, I think the, the more critical thing here is a good quality lawnmower with a good sharp blade on it because you want to really finely mulch the leaves. Yeah. You're just going to be clipping off the top little dead part. We talked about earlier that, that, you know, grass blades are like hair. They shed all the time. They're always rejuvenating. You're going to clip off that top little dead stuff. That's not going to hurt the grass. It's the crown down towards the soil base that we're concerned about. And you're not going to go that low at this time of year yet. But, but you can do as much mulching with the, the blade high, too. Yeah. I mean, you don't mm-hmm. have yeah. to lower it. We want to keep as much uh, leaf tissue there as we can. So. Mm-hmm. I understand. I've got one other question for you. Uh, can I empty those bird cages at this point, or am I a little late for those outside? You mean the bird houses? Yeah, the bird houses I have outside. Yeah, uh, you you can. It's however, a little late, but yeah. However, uh, Bill Stovall has always recommended uh, uh, leaving the uh, the materials in there for birds to uh, to use as shelter. Right, but I talked to him, I talked to him a couple weeks ago at uh-huh. the at the show, and uh, he's because we had the same problem. But some are so jam packed yeah. now. Yeah, you, you got to do a little. You got to pull some stuff well, out. Well, you reach a point where at some point, yes, you do need to clean yeah. them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, I I guess you uh, you know you can feel free to do that. Ken. I would clean them out, but I would leave some materials yeah. uh, standing in the yard, like if you have ornamental grasses or you have other things like dried plant materials. Leave some of that stuff standing so that if the birds want to gather it and make a little shelter, they can. By, by the way, Rick, I sent you an article where some birds are using cigarettes that they find on the ground to take the tobacco out to put them in their nest because it kills, apparently the study showed that it kills the little insects yep. that are harmful to them or their babies. Nicotine, nicotine was used back in the 50s and early 60s as an insecticide. In fact, right. they used to treat chickens with it for mites. 
Then they found out that nicotine was toxic to people, (laughs) and they quit doing it. (laughs) But Ken, what you're what you're saying here is that the birds instinctively know. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and. So can I dump a couple of chewing tobacco on the lawn? Oh, don't start that. It's a good place for it. Only if you promise to urinate in the cup first. I tell you what, it's going to get to the point where we have the Surgeon General's warning printed on the side of these birdhouses. Hey, Ken, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. 774-2424, our number here on the Flowerland Show. Big game coming up later today. Uh, We're going to have it here on Wood Radio, right? 630 pregame. So it's a night game. The Spartans and the Wolverines. You'll catch the action here on News Radio Wood 1300 106.9 FM. We'll update you with the news next, and then another half hour of your calls. Keep them coming here on the Flowerland Show. Stay tuned. Radio's Flowerland Garden Show is on the air on News Radio Wood 1300 at 1069 FM. Hey there. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They're my entrepreneur friends. You don't have to operate by the seat of your plants. That's why we're here for you. The Flowerland Show. Rick Weiss here, Doug Christie, seated alongside left to right across your radio dial. Engineer, producer extraordinaire, John Ilk at the controls, and George Arthur behind the glass. He'll take your calls. You'll need a green thumb. Any finger will do. Just dial it up. 616-774-2424. Beautiful Saturday morning. Looking forward to a great gardening weekend. As a matter of fact, let's uh, let's go right back to the uh, the calls carried over from our previous segment. Thank you very much, and uh, we'll move right along here. We're going to talk next to Chris in Hudsonville. Chris, good morning. You are on the Flowerland Show. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning, Chris. I have a twenty-five-year-old. I've had the the cactus, a Christmas cactus, for 25 years, and I got it from an older lady in her 90s, and the thing is quite big. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had it for 25 years or more, but the last two springs, I've had it where all the leaves will fall off, mm-hmm. and it never did that before. How does it and bloom for you, Chris? Yeah, every year it would bloom around Thanksgiving. Full of blooms? Yeah. Okay. When, when was the last time you repotted this little puppy? Oh, I tried that twice now. I repotted it. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's the soil I'm using or what, but... Um, Chris, do you I, feed the plant? Yeah. What do you yep, feed it I, with? I miracle Grow. Okay. Probably miracle Grow plant food for indoor okay. plants. Here's, here's what I would do, Chris. One of the keys with uh, Christmas cactus, in, in nature, they're an epiphyte. So the root system is very small proportionately to the top of the plant. After they bloom... And they go through a winter, they kind of mope like we as people do. And you'll often see that with the foliage. The best bet on one of those types of cactus is to move it outside in summer 
in a shaded, dappled shade area, and you would feed it the same way you would feed your flowering annuals. Yeah, I have done that. Good. And that will make that will make a world of difference. Now, if it if uh, when you repotted it, uh, it's important to use a cactus and succulent soil. Okay. Because again, Christy, in nature, it's an epiphyte. So this particular plant, oxygen to the roots can be as important as water. Correct. Correct. And most potting soils or potting mixes tend to be a little or on the a little bit on the heavy side. Um, And so that's why we look at a cactus and succulent mix because that's a lighter, fluffier, for lack of better term, soil. And you get better air movement, you get better air circulation, and you get better drainage with it. But when you got old soil, it gets compressed by itself. Correct. Old soil gets compressed. Also, remember, Chris, that not all miracle Grow is created the same. There's many different types of miracle Grow. There is a specific one for cactus and succulents. There you go. So you may want to use that. And, and it, then bear in mind that the blooming is not so much going to be dependent on that feeding because we're feeding for general overall vigor and health of that plant. The blooming is going to stem. Did you catch what I did there? Lovely. Thank you. Uh, based on daylight length yeah, and temperature change. Anybody who's ever owned a quote-unquote Christmas cactus will tell you it blooms at Thanksgiving, Easter, Mother's Day, sometimes right. the 4th of July. <laughs> no, because mine only bloom once. And then it died. It goes. And then you throw it out. Yeah. <laughs> it's a holiday cactus. How's that? But it is one of those plants, Chris, that uh, similar to many of the tropicals that we have indoors, loves a variation between daytime and nighttime temperatures, like they get in the desert or in the rainforest. So really nice and warm during the day and cool nights. Yeah, you know, maybe even as much as a 15 to 20 degree differential between daytime temps and nighttime temps makes a world of difference. Okay, yeah. I just took it in from outside uh, for all summer, and I thought maybe it was time if it gets too cold, how, how low can it go for the temperature of those? You want to bring it in before we get hard frost. It, as I say, it get, in the desert, it gets down in the low 50s, so it would have... It would it would survive that with no issue. Yeah. Okay. Keep it away from a heat register indoors. Yep. It does not like that dry heat. And then one last thing for all our friends out there who do have these Christmas cactus. From time to time, I have people who bring them in struggling with them. And when they bring them in, I notice that the upper crust of the soil is crusty and hard. And so when you water, that soil contracts away from the side of the pot. The water runs across the top and then down the sides and doesn't penetrate the root ball. So with an older Christmas cactus, sometimes it's a good idea just to go out to the garage, get a screwdriver, and puncture a few holes into that crust. Or if you want to freak out your neighbors, get a big butcher knife and do the eh-eh-eh-eh thing across the top of it. Oh, my Halloween's coming. (laughs) So it would be okay now to change the soil? No, I would not repot it right now. Not now. And I, I think okay. spring's the spring's time of year the, to yeah, do that. Yeah, spring's yeah. the time to do that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Chris. We've got an open line. You want to jump on it? Do that right now. Give us a call, 616-774-2424. That's 774-2424. Dave in Grand Rapids is up next. Dave, good morning. You are on the Flowerland Show. Morning, guys. Hey, Dave. Hey, I I saw something unusual in right next door. Uh, I have a lot of butterfly bushes myself, mm-hmm. uh, but they have 
a butterfly bush. Of course, they're they're new. They don't really know much about gardening, but uh, this butterfly bush exceeded 16 to 20 feet this year. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anything like it. Is this a strange variety or? Doug, some varieties can get <laughs> that massive. That is a big butterfly bush. That is though. big. Wow. But some varieties can get massive. And I think, you know, Dave, one of the things to remember uh, as far as this plant's ability to grow, uh, after World War II and a lot of the bombed-out sites in Europe, it was butterfly bushes, budlia, that receded itself and grew and bloomed and and encouraged people uh, after World War II. It's you know it's a opportunistic grower, and some of these guys can get rather mm-hmm. large. Let me make a, a, a commercial announcement here, though, uh, Doug. You've got some great dwarf butterfly bushes. Uh, lo and behold, and then I can't get over the the new variety that you introduced me to. That pugster. Yeah, I just think that's so big cool. flower, small plant. Yeah, but uh, you know, with Dave's comment there, uh, that large uh, butterfly bush. I suppose that if the season was correct and if you were feeding it, uh, you could get those <laughs> yeah. kind of heights. Normally, we say butterflies are generally in that eight to ten foot range. The old varieties, the newer ones, obviously are a lot smaller because our yards are getting smaller, and that's what they're breeding. But um, some of those old ones, if if you were feeding it and yeah. the right conditions, I've got I could see that happening. I've got the older varieties in ten to twelve foot is pretty average in a so, season. So you know, a but good the old varieties do that, not the newer stuff. The newer stuff is is much more refined. <laughs> but uh, you know, add a boy for uh, noticing that, and uh, man, that's almost a small tree. Obviously, it's going to die back, but uh, right, you know. Um, yeah. Seven, seven, four, 24, 24, our number here on the flower land show, pick up the phone and give us a call Love to chat with you. Of course, we're just getting out of a drought period here. So do not put the hoses away, particularly plants that you have under overhangs, under soffits, make sure broadleaf that we're, evergreens, broadleaf evergreens, making sure, uh, that they get a good soaking, uh, red, fascinating article from the University of Massachusetts, their uh, extension this past week on the effects of drought on plants and how it can show up two, three years later. And the reason for that, for example, roots, if the soil gets too dry, we get this reverse osmosis and the soil actually draws moisture from the cells in those roots, those important root hairs, and the roots dry out. Uh, that can cause setback for a plant. And, of course, also a plant that's under stress is more susceptible to issues like disease or insects. In addition, a drought or stress will use up food reserves. So there's a number of issues there. And the thing that really gets me going that I love reading about and thinking about are plant hormones. You know, people have hormones. Well, plants have hormones, too. And two really, really important hormones are auxins and gibberellins. So I often think about that. How, you know, how are your gibberellins? Because gibberellins uh, essentially is a, a plant ahead, growth Doug, regulator <laughs> that, that causes growth, that causes elongation of cells or good fruit development. And if that gibberellic acid uh, production is reduced during a stress period, uh, that plant's going to feel it, and it's going to feel it down the road. Doug, uh, some of that stress that we saw in September with some of these plants, it won't show up 
until a year or two years from now. Well, we th- yeah, exactly. And you know, when you think of this plant's made up of cells, you think a little bit different because there mm-hmm. is stress there. I think mm-hmm. a lot of times we just think this thing just turns the light switch off and it turns off and shuts down for the winter. Exactly. And it starts up in the spring when uh, the calendar tells it to, but actually it's, it's a process. And I think if the process is interrupted anywhere, it causes stress in that plant. So you have this plant that, uh, you know, res- responds different the following year or two years or three years even, you know. And, and sometimes we say, uh, you know, I have more diseases this year than I ever did. Yeah, well, it's probably because of the culture that you've been practicing the last several years. So, um, yeah. Yeah, stress that it experienced two years ago. <laughs> Correct. Yep. So and so, um, you know, and as I'm driving down the road and, and there's there's several uh, shrubs I'm thinking about, you know, they're just just – they're copper color, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're six foot high hydrangeas and they're on 28th street. And I'm thinking, uh, those plants probably won't come back. You know, yeah. I mean, they just won't shut down very well. So it's an amazing thing. And like you said, well said, Doug, it's a process. Plants do not have smartphones or calendars. They don't operate that way. We'll take a break here on the Flowerland show folks on hold from Marne to Byron center to Grand Rapids. Hang on. We're going to give you a good swift kick in the plants after the break. It's the Flowerland show on your Saturday morning. Stay tuned. Radio's Flowerland Garden Show is on the air on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Maintain your sense of humus. We're here for you, the Flowerland Show, on your Saturday morning. I want to just remind you a few programming notes. Uh, first of all, of course, Michigan, Michigan State coming up tonight from the big house. And the pregame will be at 6.30, the game at 7.30. What time you want me over your house, Christy? We're going over on the East Belt line. <laughs> you would really dare go to <laughs> no, one of her parties? No. She's already going to call me at 2 o'clock in the morning. As, yeah. like, so. as a Spartan, Doug has his Spartan <laughs> yeah, hat Somebody's got to show up over there. There's one other Spartan besides you that would be there. All the rest are Wolverines. We are few, but we are proud. And yeah, then, well, uh, he's a convicted felon, so... <laughs> <laughs> Another programming note. This is uh, this is a lot of fun. Uh, my good friend Kyle Underwood and Bill Steffen are going to do a spotlight on Michigan weather. And uh, help me out here, John, but I think that that's coming up uh, what time today? 3 o'clock? 3 o'clock today. At 3 o'clock today because this is telling me noon, so I think that this one's wrong, but that's okay. 3 o'clock today. So that's 3 o'clock. Is, uh, is Kyle going to be in the studio with, uh, with Bill? Kyle, Terry, and uh, Bill and Phil Tower will all be in the studio. Fabulous. At 3 o'clock today. So don't miss it. Those shows are always loads of fun. And, of course, anybody who knows Bill Steffen, he's like a walking encyclopedia. He can pull stuff out of the back of his head like you wouldn't believe. And, of course, Kyle's a kick in the plants. Terry? And her uh, Terry Brownie Sunday there at Hausman's Ice Cream in competition with the Mulch Pile Sunday. That show should be a kick in the plant. So make sure to tune in 3 o'clock today. News Radio, Wood 1300, 106.9 FM. All right, let's, uh, let's go back to the uh, busy phone lines. We're going to talk to Jim in Marne. Jim, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Hello, Jim. No, thank you. All right, put Jim on hold there a minute. He's not ready to go. Let's drive try through. Mike. In was that the drive? Sounds through? like it. he was oh. at the he was at the Chick Fil A. I want I want some of them fries. I love their fries. Mike in Byron Center is up next. Mike, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Oh, good morning. Um, I uh, got hit hard 
by grubs. They just killed huge portions of my lawn. Hmm. I got it all raked out, and uh, my neighbor sprayed it with uh, something, and he assured me because he is uh, certified to do this. I'm but, certified too, but that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> oh, no, wait. I'm certifiable. I'm sorry. I'm certifiable. <laughs> oh, boy. Go ahead. I don't live too far from Pine Rest, if that's what you're talking about. Been there many times. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. I'm going to take this down a different road. So, Mike, first of all, we don't know what this individual sprayed. Do you know? No, I don't. Okay. So that's our first what, problem. What was the purpose of the spray? Why did he spray? To kill these, to kill the um, the bugs. Okay. Okay. So they're, let's. They're dead. All right. I went out and I raked the grass up, and they're gone. Okay. And he told me, he said, no problem. You can seed this grass the next day after it rains. Once this stuff gets in it's done it has nothing to do with grass mm-hmm. that would be so, correct if he sprayed an insecticide that is correct okay so my plan is monday i am going to get some new topsoils spread around i'm going to put seed on one should i put some type of fertilizer on to help this along absolutely a ideally you would use a starter fertilizer which is high in phosphorus michigan lawn foods don't have phosphorus in them because we're a phosphorus free state but starter fertilizers are the exception okay so i get this going here in the spring when i put on the uh pre-emergent will that kill my new grass no pre-emergent is a seed preventer so all your little seeds will be sprouted and growing before you ever put that down okay good that's exactly what i needed to know thank you very much you bet thank you very much good luck mike let's see if jim's made it through the drive-through here hi jim you're on the flowerland show Good morning. Thanks for bearing with me here. Hey, no uh, problem. Were you, Jim? Were you going through the drive-thru? No, actually, we were. We were just ordering at a restaurant here. In oh, okay. All right. <laughs> what so- are you bringing us? Sounds good because I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you'd like. Oh. Whoa. Um, if you can get me some Sammy Hit, never mind. <laughs> so what's up, Jim? Well, um, I have a small. Approximately uh, a steep slope, a 60-degree slope, um, good good fertile soil, um, facing east to northeast, and looking for some uh, ground cover ideas, low low uh, low rise ground covers, low maintenance, and something that's not going to get very tall. And is it a large area, Jim? About eight foot by ten foot, maybe. Oh, okay. So that's not bad. All right. Facing east northeast is wonderful. That's a great okay. direction to face. Dries uh, dries first thing in the morning. Uh, I have really become a huge fan of the lyrope, which is lily turf, and you can get it oh. in black as well as lime green. It blooms for you, and it forms this turf that does not have to be mowed. Um, and I've seen more and more people using it. I love it. It's called uh, Lyrope, uh, I think it's L-I-R-O-P-I-E, something like that. But most people refer to it as lily turf. I think that that's a fabulous, fabulous ground cover. And if you have an east-northeast facing, it would be ideal for that. Okay, and it comes in plugs or seed or? You can buy it in pots or you can buy it in plugs, in trays. I don't know if we have any of it left. Uh, Probably doubtful that we have any of that left. But uh, we will have it again next spring. You got, you got the old standard uh, 
uh, ground covers as well. You know, mm-hmm. your myrtles and your pachysanders, if you want to see them. See them. Yeah. It depends how sunny it is. But yeah, so there's lots of choices. Now, in, okay. a, in an 8 by 10 area, also on a slope like that, I've used ornamental grasses also. Short ornamental grasses, they really hold the bank and they fill in and Some of the they do fescues, a beautiful job yeah. too. Yeah, or penicetums. Uh, that's a great choice too if you want to consider that. Penicetum? Okay. Penicetum, yeah, penicetums, but even, uh, you know, some of your shorter miscanthus filling in an 8 by 10 area would be easy. It would hold the soil well. They're drought tolerant. They and, don't really uh, need to be fertilized a lot. Yeah, they're, you know, they're very okay. low maintenance, so that's uh, that's another option also. And if I can find any of these left uh, at this time of the year, could I still plant them at this time of the year? Definitely. If you can find them this time of the year, you can plant them, Jim. Fall is for planting. Okay, so sedums, miscanthus, panacetums. You bet. Enjoy okay, your breakfast, thanks. Jim. Thanks for your call. Thanks. Appreciate it. Doug Christie, thank you very much. John, George, thank you very much. Most of all, our entrepreneur friends across the rooted plain. Don't forget about our number one downloaded podcast. Tell your friends and neighbors to listen. You can get it at myflowerland.com. Have a great weekend. You can't go. All the plants are going to die. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.